Everything I've been through makes me better than the last me. All up in fifth was spreading this truth of compassion. And whenever they ask him, I be, I be, I be praising. You just heard Praisin from the album The Intro by Denise LaShawn. Go check out Denise LaShawn's music on Spotify or any other music site. Hi, my name is Margaret, and you have ventured your way into the beautiful Collision podcast. I believe when the good and amazing, great parts of your life collide with the bad, messy, and hard parts of your life, they make you into the beautiful and amazing person that you are. On this podcast, you're going to hear stories of people from all walks of life. And my hope is that you resonate with some and embrace your own story. All right, everybody. I'm so glad you are back here listening to the Beautiful Collision podcast. And today I'm so excited for my guest who I literally haven't seen in almost four years. So um, I'm excited we can talk on the phone today and you can hear a lot about her story. Um, I just remember when I last was with her for an entire summer. Um, She was just such an encouragement to my life, and I love her so much. So today's guest is Jackie. So Jackie, introduce yourself. Um, You can say a fun fact, what you do. You can give your full name, anything. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Garrett. Well, my name is Jacqueline, but I go by Jackie, and I prefer Jackie, so yay! Yay! (laughs) So, I, really cool fun fact, I just graduated college, and currently I am a Pilates instructor, Mm -hmm. um, and I love it, so (laughs) uh, we'll learn more, a little bit more about that. But, yeah, that's me. Um, I went to Dallas Baptist University, so go DBU. There you go. Go Patriots. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so, Jackie, where are you from Dallas originally? No, I am from Conroe, which is in North Houston. Okay, Um, so what made you want to go to DBU for college? And can you tell me, like, what you majored in, that kind of thing? into the colleges I had just recently become a Christian so I was looking into all these different Christian colleges and I remember I wanted to do something with helping people and so I looked into five different schools CBU was not one of them <laughs> I looked into the psychology program and none of them appealed to me so then I continued looking and I looked at DBU psychology program, and I was like, wow, that, that is it. So I scheduled a visit, came on campus, and I just felt a peace about it. And I felt like this was the place. And so uh, my brother also came with me to the visit. He also felt peace. So it was the only school I applied to, and the psychology program has been such a blessing. And so graduated with the Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and went to pursue counseling. 
Yeah. That's awesome. So I don't know if you remember, but I'm I was also a psychology major in college. So um, yay for psychology majors. Um, I did not go the counseling route, um, but it was such a good. It was just like such an interesting. I think personally, major just to like understand how the mind works. Like I was, my eyes were kind of just open to like why people do the things they do, like why um, the mind works in, you know, a certain way and, um, you know, that kind of thing. And so you you said, too, that you want to now eventually pursue counseling. What kind of what made, what made you pick that avenue of work? Like what kind of pushed you towards that? So <laughs> that goes more with my story. Yeah. So... So, okay, where do we start, right? Uh, so about nine years ago, I was 12 years old, and I was in eighth grade, and um, my parents got in a car accident, and they passed, and um, that was nine years ago, and at that time, I was a believer, but not fully, because I didn't understand that you could have a relationship with God, but whenever that happened, um, there was this longing, this wanting to know about God, but there was just not anybody around me to really show me how to live a life in relationship with God. So, you know, after a few years, I, you know, I did not walk with God, but there was this, always this curiosity of it. And then it wasn't until my Sophomore, or towards the end of my sophomore year, going on to my junior year, when I went to a college Bible study with my brother, and wow, just had an, an, that love encounter with God that He is real, that He loves me, and that I made for Him. And so, just coming to that realization and that truth and reality changed my whole perspective about life and how yeah. um, how important that to know that at when you lose somebody in your life, somebody special in your life, like, if, if you don't know God, that can either break you or build you. And so knowing that, I was like, wow, I want to be there for people and share with them that there's hope, you know, because we do have a loving God who cares for us. And, you know, when we have those questions of, like, why God, why why did you take them from me or all this stuff, you know, there's always this question towards God, but yeah. I remember for me, it wasn't a, God, why'd you do this? It was like, God, like, there's a reason to it. Why did it happen? And yeah. it, for me, it was like, I want to know why it happened. And it wasn't, I wasn't blaming God. I was like, I, I remember I, to this moment, <laughs> I remember being in my mom's room, sitting and just looking up and saying, God, I know you didn't do this, but I know there's a reason. Yeah. I would like to know why. And so it's like, I don't blame you. I just want to know. And so that's what kept that curiosity of wanting to know who God is and what life was, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And so for me, that just was that part that, like, I I just want to know. And so that kind of just changed my perspective about life and about people and you know, caring to the deepest part of the human being, you know, that which is the heart and the soul and the mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that that's good. I want to go back um, to that story that you kind of briefly went through. Um, 
And so you you just said like that you lost both of your parents um, when you were nine years old. Um, and that, I think, to people listening can seem pretty crazy and heavy. And I, if you don't mind, I would love you to go back to like, you know, what, what, what that was like when you found out. And as a nine-year-old, like, what did that feel like? Because um, I, I think to lose not one, but two parents in the same instance um, can be a lot. And, and I mean, it's definitely is a lot, but I'm sure um, there are other people that have gone through something like that. And they're just curious, you know, as a nine-year-old, what did that feel like? Like, how did that shape you at that time? What was grief like in that moment? Yeah, so, um, I was 12. Oh, sorry, 12. I don't know why I keep say, saying nine. <laughs> <laughs> so, my bad. <laughs> so, I was, um, I was in twelve. no, eighth grade, no, just kidding, seventh grade, seventh grade, there we go. Seventh grade, school was just about to end, and so, Everything was going great. I remember that. Like, everything was going good with my family. Like, all these awesome opportunities, all these doors were opening up, and then just suddenly this this news flash. And, like, the crazy thing is, like, it, it was just, everything seemed perfect until then, you know? And yeah. so, at that moment, honestly, it felt like a dream. It felt so surreal. It felt like I was, Stepping into a dream, basically, it, I just wanted to feel like it was not real. I wanted to somebody to tell me it wasn't true, you know. And when did you um, When did you find out? What when was the moment you found out? Was it at school, or did like someone have to your one of your siblings have to come tell you? Yeah. So, um, so it happened during like past midnight, and so um, it was on. It happened on Thursday night, so then Friday morning, my brother, my one of my older brothers, comes to the room and wakes me and my sister up, and he's like, where's, where's my little brother? And we're like, oh, he's in school. He said, bus already passed. But he, he walks away, we're like, okay, whatever, and then he comes back, and he comes and sits down by us and wakes us up. He's like, hey, um, I have to tell y'all something, and my brother basically told us that my parents got in the classroom the night before and they didn't make it. And so it happened. Yeah, it just all of a sudden. And we yeah. found out the next morning. And your initial reaction as a 12-year-old, were you just in shock? Were, you know, were, did you, did all the feelings come at once or, um, you know, some people deal with the initial grief or, or shock of something like that very differently. Did it take you on um, kind of a, um, like, I this process of, like, emotional grief, or were you someone that was just kind of really close when it happened? Um, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I think in the moment it was a shock. Yeah. Um, and it took me a while to really just, process it all in um and so I felt like I I I think I for me I decided to pay attention to how my family was responding and so um but I think it was I showed it more in my own time whenever 
it would just hit me that when I was just think deeply about it and just kind of process on my own, um, that's whenever I would um, just express my grief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, the funeral part was the toughest, and um, then afterwards it was just still felt so unreal. But it, I would say it did take it did take some time because. I would say also in my second year of college, I, this is where that year, up until junior year of college, I, it was a year of healing from the wounds and it was so cool how God brought it up and brought healing about it and it was cool. I really, really liked that, but I, I kind of had pushed it down. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I pushed it away, but, um. I still made it through. I felt like I had needed to be strong for my family, yeah. to be there for them. Um, my thoughts were, man, like, who's going to look out for me? My brothers can't. They have all this responsibility. And it was more like, hey, Jackie, like, let's go. Like, you got this. Like, okay, got to think ahead. Got to think smart. And so, yeah, I kind of have to grow up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to ask, too. Did you feel like, you know, at, some, at such a young age? And how many siblings do you have? Yeah, so I have ten siblings. <laughs> ten siblings. And where do you where do you fall in that line, like, age-wise? So, yeah, so out of the 11, I'm number nine. So I'm, like, the third youngest. Third youngest. Wow. So you have a lot of older <laughs> brothers and sisters. Um, that Yeah, that, that 11 siblings, that's a lot of sibling time um so I mean did everyone did you know do you feel like older siblings in that season and the next season going forward had to become parents do you feel like everyone was kind of trying to fend for themselves grieving differently um or did you feel like it really connected y'all more or did in some ways as siblings in certain relationships it it put a wedge um I would say at the very beginning it did brought us closer, mm-hmm. but then um, I, my older sister took care of us, and then my second oldest sibling, which is my brother, he then took care of the four younger ones, and him and his wife kind of had to, they were like parents, but I think they respected my parents place in my job so they were more of just you know those legal guardians and and like really took that role and their responsibility to be to be people in our life to instruct us to care for us and and um nurture us was a little bit different yeah (laughs) but um and so that part was kind of a little bit left out but I think for everybody else they kind of had to just go through their own grief in their own process and so I think because it was all at their own pace it that part that was where there was a disunity but I think God still works in so many beautiful ways because now like my family is coming together and it has since I had gone saved like my junior year of high school I've been praying for my family and recently like it's just the fruit of those prayers. Like, we're becoming more united. We're all receiving that that healing of wounds. And yeah. Just through that community and unity, you know? And so, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, man, that that I I honestly, you know, can't imagine something like that at 12 years old and so to just hear you know that that happened thinking about it just seems so crazy to me um and you said you know at the time you know your your faith is an important part of your life now and I know that um but at the time you said um you weren't yet like I don't know if faith was a part of your house but you said you weren't yet a believer. And for those listening that don't know what that means, you know, basically you didn't yet believe in in Jesus. And so in that window, um, but you said still that you, you didn't, you weren't necessarily mad at God at that time, or like, what did that look like in that window of, um, if you can be specific of this, this has just happened. Um, and I'm just trying to figure this out. So basically from 12 to however old you are when you're a junior in high school. But, um, you know, what what did that look like? Uh, okay. So my parents were believers. And I, I mean, I saw before my eyes, like, my mom pray. Yeah. And, like, I saw her just, her faith and her passion for God. I honestly thought she was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh. But then I would see just how she would pour out her heart. And then see, I, mean, I just out of nowhere, just provision happened and in my mom's life and then for our family, you know. Yeah. And so I was like, whoa. I know, I just remember thinking. I honestly just remember thinking, like, wow, this God that she prays to, like, is awesome. But I didn't understand that I could have that relationship with God. I just kind of saw him at, at a distance type of thing. Yeah. So, in a way, I did believe, but I didn't have that relationship yeah. with him. Because I didn't know that he could, you know? Yeah. And so, whenever that happened... I just knew, I just knew I just had to, I, I, I don't know, I just was like, okay, I guess there's a God, right? Yeah. So let me just say, God, I'm not mad at you, but I know this happened for a reason, so yeah. <laughs> I would really like, you know, and then uh, my older sister was, took us to church and they explained to us about relationship with God. But again, it did not click. And But I wanted to know. It just didn't click. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was like a few months later. And so um, I still kind of, I would pray night, day, before I would go to sleep, before I ate. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty much all there was to now Again, and that happened your junior year in high school. Um, I have a question, though, is, you know, 
when um when it comes again to this in- instance in life is it something that you know definitely as the years go on do you think like grief ever gets easier um in something like that or um is it one of those things that now that you just understand where your hope comes from it's more of you know i have hope in this situation but like it's still hard for them not to be here um is or like what does you know however many years later so now it's been how many years about um Nine. nine years what does that look like thinking about them nine years later um because I, I'm sure there's people listening that have walked through this grief and are in the beginning stages of it, um, that it just happened, um, that, you know, it's very fresh, very new, um, of losing a loved one um, or a, of a loved one battling something. And, you know, just wondering, does, does, does it get easier? Do does um is there ever a moment where um like it gets better or is it one of those things that you know thinking about it and under and missing them is always fresh but the hope is what makes things better? Yeah. Um I would say I will say this, grief is a process, and yeah. it's it's healthy. Yeah. It's okay, say it's okay to cry, it's okay to talk about it, it's so okay to talk about it. For the longest time, I was scared to talk about it with my friends because it's a heavy topic, and it was something that was dear to my heart, you know, because it's like goes truly deeply to who you are, you know? Yeah. But the more I was able to talk about it, um, because then I <laughs> I went to the, the, the years of healing where I, I then opened up to that grief process. Mm-hmm. I went to counseling here at CMU. They have a counseling uh, program and, and it was free and, and it was good. And, and so I think for me going there, every time I would, you know, talk about it or talk about um, just, you know, what I missed about them and, you know, being real with those feelings, with those emotions, with really the things that bother me, like, um, about it or, you know, like, it just brought me to that reality of like, okay, you know, they are gone. But it made me appreciate more the life they lived with me. Yeah. And so, and with my family. And so, the more I was able to talk about it and come face to face with it, even my own emotions. Yeah. Um, there were days where I was like, for example, the reason I feel like for me when it started through college was because I saw so many of my college friends, like with their parents coming to visit them, coming to care for them and sending them gifts and stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> no. And, ah, man, that hit hard. And I was like, dang, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I'm tearing up right now, too, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I... Like, it is, ah, man, I was like, man, I wish I had a closer relationship with my dad. And so it made me just, 
just dig deeper. Like, man, how was my relationship with my dad? I know it was like a long time ago, but man, I would really like that. I would have really liked that. And sometimes if you left things un, <laughs> you know, un, like, unveiled, like sometimes you won't receive that healing or you won't be able to receive the joy that comes after it, you know? Right. And so, <laughs> um, and so that was what really hurt. And sometimes it's hard to talk to friends about it just because I, they couldn't, they didn't know how to relate. They had their parents and yeah. of course they didn't want to feel bad about it. So it was just like, okay, you know, maybe it's okay. I'm going to think about it right now. But as I sought help, I was like, I need to. And so, but talking about it, coming face to face, journaling it, oh my gosh, do that, like, and then just reading over it and, you know, letting those tears come forth, like, I I love crying, I used to be ashamed of it, but but I love it because it's healing, it's, it's what's called cleaning, cleaning you out, basically, and yeah. an awesome verse that I found at camp, I found a verse at camp, during <laughs> <laughs> my summer at camp, and, um, and it, it goes, those who sow in tears will reap in joy. Yes, that's good. That's those good. who sow in tears will reap in joy. And I kid you not, and I, not my promise, but God's promise, like, it will come forth. No, that... You sow in tears, your prayers, your, your tears for, for a loved one, your tears for, you know, just whatever, you know, whatever is dear to your heart, like, there's gonna come. There's a joy that comes after it, and yeah. I've experienced it time and time again. And so I know, like, that later on when I think back, I'm like, whoa! Like, I, I just am so thankful for the healing process. But not only did I get healed from that wound, I was introduced to that father-daughter relationship with God, and understanding that even though my earthly father couldn't be there, wouldn't be able to care for me as much as I would, you know, just physically, like, my Heavenly Father can, and He will, and He's like, dang. (laughs) Yeah, that's... That's so good and so encouraging. I really love that you emphasized um, talking about it, because I think in a culture... um, you know, it's it's really, vulnerability is really hard for a lot of people, um, especially in those arenas, because like you said, they, you know, we're afraid to show emotions, we're afraid to cry, we're afraid we're too much of a burden on other people, you know, all these thoughts co- go through our head, which I believe are so much of lies, and this idea yeah. of um, even just crying as a release, but also as a healing, that the more we talk about it, the more we we are no longer bound to yeah. how hard it is, and we can deal with deep hurts. and And I also love that you talked about starting to go to counseling because I think that's another topic that sometimes is so taboo. You know, people really feel like um, I'll just figure it out on my own. I'll just do it on my own. Um, and I am, you know, I'm someone that has stepped into counseling before for other things. And I've just, I really believe that God has gifted people with the ability to learn how to be counselors so he can use it to redeem a lot of our stories. And so I really do think it is a, a tool, um, and something not to be scared of. And 
For you as someone that, you know, decided to go to counseling and then also now wants to be a counselor, you know, what would you even say was the importance of counseling for you? Like how, um, what would you say was maybe the reason you decided to go, but then as well, like why that was so important for you to do? Um... The reason I decided to go uh, was because I I realized I <laughs> I can't figure this out on my own on my own off of it from yeah. own experience. I was like, I need somebody to help me just guide through this. And especially, I feel like my greatest the greatest affirmation I need <laughs> is to tell me, tell me I'm not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's so good. That is, I love, love that, love that story. And I'm so grateful for you being really honest and um, authentic about that part of your life because I know and I can imagine that's so hard. And I'm sure, you know, even days, like you said, even now, bringing it up still sometimes, I'm sure it brings up a lot of emotions, but it's so good to see like what you've learned from that um, and just how you learn to also deal with that as well, um, which is is awesome. Um, and I think when I first met you, you were, was that right before you started going counseling or had you already been going to counseling that summer? Uh, it was after your freshman had, year. It was way before, honestly. Okay, yeah, because it was after your freshman year of college, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I started going in November of 2015. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and for those of y'all listening, uh, Jackie and I met at a camp. I can't remember what she said at the beginning um, when I had already started recording. But we met at a camp um, for almost four years ago now. So it's been so long since we've seen each other face to face. And right now we're doing this over phone, but... Um, yeah, it's been so, it's been so long, so crazy. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. <laughs> so crazy. Well, okay, so also, I have seen on social media that you have, in the last, I guess, year or so, been a, gotten into Pilates, and you're a Pilates instructor? <laughs> yes. That is so yes. fun. Yeah, so the story goes, <laughs> it all goes this way. So my junior year of college, I was working at the IT, the inter, uh, Information Technology Department here on campus. Okay. And I I just needed another job. I just, I wasn't able to 
meet certain finances, um, expectations. So I was just like, I need another job. And, you know, prayed. I prayed. <laughs> but I just out of nowhere, I went to a wedding, and then a friend from the church told me about this job, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll give it a try. I had no idea who Pilates was. So then I have an interview, and I get hired, and I was like, okay, here we go. And so... Um, I started working there, and I just started as a front desk receptionist, as a sales receptionist. So, um, there, so, so, so the business is called Club Pilates. It's a, it's a small, like, boutique Pilates studio. There's only 12 spots in each class. Um, there's an instructor that teaches the class, so um, you don't have to worry about knowing how to use the equipment. Don't worry about it. The instructor will tell you how to do it. <laughs> so, it's pretty cool. And um, for me, I was able to take free classes. But at first, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. But I just did a, I did a few classes here and there. And it wasn't until the beginning of this year, actually, in January, whenever the, uh, the franchise, they had a 12 weeks to fit challenge. And so the challenge was to take 32 classes in 42 days. Oh, wow. And so, yeah. <laughs> We had to be there often, and then I think at the end, whoever had the most, whoever or met those 32 classes would be drawn, put into a drawing uh, for a free unlimited month. And so, but I just did it just because I wanted to, you know, start something new that year. I was going to get fit, and I just wanted to do more about Pilates, because yeah. that's, what, that's what I was selling. I was selling membership. Yeah. So I wanted to know more. <laughs> and so I started getting into it, and then I started seeing, like, how it was helping me out, especially on my shoulder and then my lower back. And then um, then I just kind of started working out on my own. So then I just started doing my own thing there. I started getting into routine. And then um, when I would go work out, I would work out with friends, and they're like, hey, show us some Pilates stuff. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Yeah. But then that thought just kind of stayed in my mind, and then as I took more classes, I I know I just felt how it was transforming my body, just in like helping me strengthen out and do yeah. my daily life things. Like, oh my gosh! Like I sleep on my sh- I sleep I sleep on my side, on my left side, and so my shoulder usually kind of like hurts at night. But after taking those classes and strengthening my shoulder, it doesn't hurt. So I was like, whoa. Like, okay, that was a huge, big thing for me. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so then I started, I know that in that journey of fitness, God has taught me a lot about me. Yeah. About, you know, image, about confidence in Him and confidence in myself. And so um, I was like, wow, I would really like to use this, like with Pilates and yeah. So then I just kind of thought about it, prayed about it, and and then the Lord provided for it to happen. Like, the timing was perfect. Like, they were going to do the training in September, and I was like, man, it's going to be tough because it's my last semester, but then they moved it during the summer. I was like, I don't have anything going on during the summer, so I have a lot of time. And so, so I signed up. I did the training during the summer, and then once school started, I started practicing a lot, and um, then... 
an opportunity happen where I was going to be able to get on the schedule and start teaching. So I would say up to now, I would say I've taught maybe 100 classes. Wow, that's so awesome. And then I've been taught this week, I would say. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, so it's just really, really fun. I love how... um, in, in teaching people, I, for me, I'm a lot about encouragement. So as I'm guiding them through the class, I'm encouraging them, like, hey, you got this. And, like, just, you know, calling them out, like, hey, like, way to go. Nice plank. Awesome job. Keep it going. Like, let's go. Ooh, being fun about it. And, yeah. I don't know, just people are hyped and encouraging them in their journey and their life's journey because, you know, we all... We all work out for a reason. Some of us do it because we need that strength. Some of us do it because we want to look better or we want to feel better about ourselves. And what I've seen a lot with Pilates, just moving your body, especially the big thing about Pilates for me and what I see with Pilates is keeping your spine healthy. So we try to move the spine in all directions. In all directions, I mean, right. like, you know, side, side flexion, um, a little bit of that extension, and then also that rotation, that twist in your in your spine. Um, that's just to keep your spine flexible and healthy. Like a lot of it's posture, a lot of it is breathing, a lot of it is core. So that is uh, that is so um, that's so awesome. I. I have done a Pilates class like maybe twice in my life <laughs> and I should probably get back on it. But I mean, I also love just, um, I'm a huge, uh, fitness junkie in a lot of ways. Um, I love working out, but I love also you just talk about like, for me, it's a lot of, um, just this, it does build this confidence, kind of what you're talking about, this confidence in yourself that I am a lot more capable than I think I am. Um, And so in doing that, sometimes for me, when I know I can like push past my limits and really, um, I have a lot more strength than I thought I did, um, in the fitness realm, it really helps translate into my life. Like I can do things that I can do things that I didn't think I can do. Um, there's a lot more strength and, and there's a lot more confidence. And so I do love that. And I, honestly believe you're probably the most encouraging instructor because for those of you listening Jackie is one of the most positive encouraging people I've ever met and I'm like hands down so um you are all you've always been so encouraging so I'm sure you're a great like that fits so perfectly with who you are and your personality <laughs> no, I'm, that's good. See, you're a good, you're a good salesperson for it, and I'm sure it's also helpful because you used to play. You're, I mean, you were a soccer player your whole life, so to have something else that's still pretty intensively fitnessy, I'm sure is really fun yeah. for you. Yeah, um, and honestly, like even to that, like with soccer, it. Doing Pilates has helped me play soccer so much better. In what way? In that it has strengthened my core and my lower back. So I'm pretty sure, you know, yeah. and I have, you know, those soccer legs. And so my legs were heavy. I have no core strength. So whenever <laughs> I would run, I would get tired. My legs would get super tired. Yeah. Now, when I run, like, my legs are not just, I'm not just pulling from my legs, I'm pulling from my core and my back body. So when I run, I feel like I'm actually like 
creating or hovering over the ground because my strides are longer and I'm like pulling all in, my whole body working together uniformly to run. And so I don't get tired. The only thing I get tired though is cardiovascular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you work on my heart. <laughs> That's the only thing. But other than that, like I when I run, I feel like my posture is more straighter. My chest is a little bit more opened up to get more breathing and I I don't get tired. And so That's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So even if it's not to make it your your uh, your main place of fitness, right? It's still something that's essential to anything else that you do. Yeah, I will definitely look into that more. I think I should really try that. And what Pilates gym? So what Pilates gym are you at? Because you're in Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So what? Where? Yeah. Where do you work out? Where is it at? So it's called Club Pilates, and it's a franchise. The one that I'm at is in Las Colinas or Irving. Okay. Um, there, yeah, there are a few. I know there's one in Katy. There's one in Klein. There's one in Memorial. And, um, in the Houston area? There's one near Santa Fe. I know there's one going to open up there soon. Well, I'm trying to there's get people... To come to your Pilates class, so if you're in if you're in Dallas, you need to go check Jackie out because I'm sure not only will you love Pilates, but you'll love Jackie so much that you'll keep coming back just for Jackie and the Pilates, um, which will be absolutely absolutely great. Um, okay, so I am going to ask you. We're nearing the end of the show, so I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest um, that comes on my show. So the first question is, if you could go to lunch with anybody, who would it be and why? So this, it could be um, a neighbor, but it could be a famous person. It could be, um, you know, someone that lived a long time ago. Anyone, who would it be and why? And so a brief, just statement, why? Oh my God, that's hard. I think, uh, oh my gosh. (laughs) good we've had some good celebrity um people have named some good celebrities on this podcast so that is great so why do you want to go that is great why do you want to go to lunch with justin timberlake oh my gosh his music is just bomb like i i i can't even like Okay, well, Justin Timberlake, if you ever listen to this podcast, Jackie would love to go to lunch with you. <laughs> so please make her dream come true. Um, okay, and the last question I, well, the last question I ask, which is not necessarily a question, but I always tell my guests um, if they, and this is also hard because it's really hard to pick one person, but you're just going to have to. Um, if you can encourage anyone right now, who would it be and why? And so what I ask guests to do, like you, is to think of a person and 
talk to them as if that person is sitting in front of you right now and encourage them. And so you don't have to say their name, um, especially if you're going to give very specific encouragement. But you can say their name and just encourage them. Okay, this is more of a, this is more of a group of people. Okay. So, yes. Okay. And this is for, uh, this is for my college students. Okay. Because I'm a college grad now, so. Woo. You're a college what? For the college students, because now I'm a college grad. Okay, so yes. Yes, I there you go. Just, yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, um, don't limit yourself. I would say, um, you know, have boundaries for standards for yourself, but don't limit yourself as to what you can do and all the possibilities and routes that you could go. Mm. I say that because you, you're, you're constantly growing each year, constantly growing throughout life, and some, some years you like one thing more than another, and you just mean never know what God has in store for you if you don't limit yourself to job options or to career options or to relationships or people that you just meet. Just don't limit yourself. Think, live outside of the box. Don't just think outside of the box. Live outside of that box because I live there. And ooh, it the life out of me. But God broke me out. And just live in freedom because God maybe to be free so don't limit yourself but when the challenge is those limits you know oh live outside the box and keep going forward yay that's so good and college students need to hear that because college life is such a struggle but Jackie, thank you so much for being on this podcast. I'm sure everyone is going to love you. Um, and I am so honored I get to talk to you. And hopefully I will be seeing you soon-ish. Yeah! <laughs> well, thank you for having me. It was an honor and I've enjoyed um, sharing my life and you know, being able to encourage in whichever way I can.